Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. Um, right, as ever, we have uh, Joe Page on, uh, who hasn't turned up yet, so we're starting without him. Fuck him, is what I say. And a newbie to the show, uh, Susan Murray. Thank you very much for coming in, Susan. Thank you for having me. And we have uh, our guest professional, Dr. Urban uh, Gustavan. Now, he reckons Alzheimer's has, been, like, Alzheimer's has been featured heavily on the news agenda recently, and we're delighted to welcome back uh, our doctor, because uh, he's flown in from Copenhagen to be with us today. Thank you for that. Uh, the budget has gone up, and we hope you're spending a little bit more time with him today. He'll be explaining us to uh, explaining us why uh, lovers of spicy Indian food could be better equipped to ward off dementia. So I look forward to uh, hearing about that. Uh, Susan, you're a big uh, meat eater, aren't you? Yeah, uh, and I'm not allowed to be anymore. Yeah, so you're at that age where your body's disintegrating. Yeah, disintegrating. Yeah. I'm basically very slowly dying over the next 30 years, I reckon. When did, what age was it when it kicked in where you felt, nah, it's never going to get any better? Uh, Body-wise? About a year ago, I think. Oh, really? You, yeah, yeah. That was a good innings for you, then. Well, I, I do run. You still run? I go. I run three times a week, but I've got a deteriorating bone in my foot. What does that mean? It means that the bone's crumbling away. Well, stop running, then. I know, but it's gotten better since I've carried on running. I had to stop for a year. But what part of the bone is it, then? It's the real, the sort of right deep mid-bone. I had a pain in my foot for a year. I've had MRIs. Have you ever had an MRI scan? No. <gasps> It's like being in a, a German techno disco on PCP and it, the noise is just terrifying. So that's where your whole body goes into a machine? Yeah, but then you put my foot in because I would have freaked. Loads of people freak out because it's really claustrophobic. Yeah. And if you, it's really bad, they give you Valium. Um, but the noise is horrendous. And they, they, they play music in your ears. You get a pair of headphones. And the music I had was Everybody Hurts by R.E.M., which I thought was very apt. So they picked that? It was just the radio. It was just the song just came on at that point. Right, and so, so, but they pretty much said there's nothing we can do about your deteriorating bone. No. And what about your mental state? Is that starting to go? Are your marble starting to slowly slide? My off? memory's bad. My memory's always been bad, though. Just too many drugs and drink when I was younger. I used to think it was because I was a real dope fiend when I was younger. Like I was, really, I loved it. But usually, people who are dope fiends tend to be dope fiends all their life. It's not an age thing with, with dope. I think if one, once you once those panic attacks kick in and you get the noise, that's when you grow out of it because you're like, I, I can't cope with this. What, what noise? You know the noise. You know no, the I, noise. I, the never... paranoia. Yeah, what well, paranoia is not yeah, just well, it's noise. Yeah, it's a slang term for noise. I didn't know that. You young people. You 45 How old are you? 48. <laughs> my heroes in life are obviously soldiers and, uh, and people who can smoke dope and leave the house. Yeah. Can you leave the house and smoke dope? No. I, don't, I haven't smoked it for years. When I started stand-up, that's when I stopped smoking it. I just was getting panic attacks. And a lot of people I know that did stop smoking it's because they started having a panic I think you just, your brain just gets so full, you can't cope anymore. And so, so were you a proper kind of uh, riot girl in the sense that you just went mad in your youth? Yeah, morning, noon, and night, smoking dope, taking speed. Loved it. Had an absolute, was in a band, played bass in a band. What Loved was the name it. of the band? Brazil. I like it. What kind of music? Indie, of course. Well, why you can't look Brazil then? <laughs> I was expecting like, look at this bass. But um, so, you're from, are you from Birmingham, yeah? No, how dare you? It sounds very Birmingham. It's the black country, which is a, it's a similar sounding accent, but it's a separate, very, 
in in terms of geography and it's very, it's very separate. It's like if you said, um, are you from what you're from London, but it's from Watford. You know, they're separate. Yeah, I wouldn't freak out. I just say, no, I'm from London. But, London okay, how you, dare you? If you don't say to someone from Sunderland, are you from Newcastle? Yeah, no, that's it's, different. But right, you, it's but you haven't thing. got. A, there's not a big rivalry between Wolverhampton and uh, Birmingham. Oh, is there, there is. So you're a big. You're basically you were brought up by Slade. Yes. Yes. So, in fact, in fact, I know a woman who went out with a bass player. Is it Dave Hill? Oh, the one with the bad haircut and the teeth. Right. Yeah. How long did that last? I don't know because it was probably before I was born. But she's still talking about it. <laughs> I don't think so. But it was it was well known that um Carol Carol Hill went out with Dave Hill. No, Carol Love, her name was Carol Love. Yeah, it was on. a long time ago. Yeah, but yeah, so did did they get married? Was that no, your mistake they didn't, there? They didn't. Right. So tell us about your childhood then. So what what was it like in the black country not like which is very near Birmingham, I believe. It's twelve miles northwest of Birmingham. Yeah. So I, did you go to Birmingham for your fun nights out? Occasionally, but I was right, kind of no, too young. Never slack it off again. I was too young. I just got the, in fact, the first gig, the first band I ever saw was um, U2 at Birmingham NEC in 1984. And the ticket was something like £5.50. Yeah, they always wanted that extra £50. <laughs> U2, really. You couldn't even get a single for that these days. Um, yeah, occasionally. Yeah, and we, what age were you then for U2? I was 15. Right, so you kind of musically, you kind of uh, matured later off, after that, yeah? I, yeah, well, I still like No, because you went, all, all I'm coming from, Susan, is you said, <laughs> I'm an indie kid through and through, first gig I went to, you too. They're quite indie. No, they're not. They are, it's the style of music's quite indie. <laughs> no, it's not. What is it then? It's kind of rock, I guess. Well, indie rock, there's a, you know, there's a massive crossover between indie and rock. If you look at someone like Muse, that's really rocky, but it's also considered kind of indie. Oh, I just think it's shit. <laughs> but and I'm not having a go at you. That was your first gig, yeah. Yeah. Mine was Kenny Rogers. That's uncool. I know, but actually, weirdly, it's cool when you think about it. Well, in, when you come full yeah, circle, full I circle. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, it was a free ticket. How old were you? Oh, I was about twelve or something. Twelve. Yeah, and uh, to be 12. fair to him, he did say, "I'm playing Lucille at the end of the show because uh, last night I played it second and people left afterwards." So he had a sense of humour about it. But right. I'm not a big Kenny Rogers fan, but then the first band properly that I actually paid to see was uh, Orchestral Manoeuvres in the Dark. OMG. Proper indie. <laughs> Gay indie. But I, I had... See, I don't like to talk about you 2 because I, I do... I actually do like you 2 mm -hmm. And it's more kind of a sense of pride than being from Ireland. But I went to see them, and I remember it was the first show where I bought the ticket about nine months in advance. Wow. You know the way you do it with the big yeah. bands. And... Um, I was supposed to be going with my friend, um, Richard, and um, I called down to him that night and uh, he said he's already gone with someone else. It was one of the saddest days what, of my life. What, he nabbed off of your ticket? No, no, he like we'd arranged to go, but he'd actually gone already with someone else. I, I bumped into him at the gig and I just, I was never friends with him. What a horrible that's thing to horrible. do. That's horrible, that's really mean. Yeah. But that's what kids are like, though. So I just you two has any time anyone mentions you two, thanks, Susan. It just brings back that memory <laughs> of my really sad let childhood. It go, Sean. Just let it go. I can't. <laughs> Comics don't let things go like that. No, we're terrible. We're such, we're such bitter people. So then, right? So then, all I know so far is you live very near Birmingham, and you went to see you two, and then tell us what happened after that. What happened after that? Yeah, after fifteen. Um, I went to a Catholic comprehensive. That's you been fucked up there. Yeah, did my O levels. Was it was all a, girl school? No, mixed. I was non Catholic as well. Um, Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Get out now, Susan. <laughs> my parents are lapsed. But so, 
You brought up as nothing then? Yeah. Right. Literally bored up. Why do you think my self-esteem is so low? I'm a stand-up comedian. Did they pretty much say to you, listen, uh, we don't believe in God, so you're not going to bother either? It was just never It was just never really mentioned. So you didn't have to go to Mass on a Sunday? Not from home. I had to go to Mass at school. I went to school. I did, I did, we did Latin Masses. Hmm. I did, I've got an O-level in RE. Well done. What did you get? Got a C. That's all right. So you went to this mixed school, uh, lost your virginity behind a bike shed there. And then, was it university after that? Yeah, I just couldn't wait to get out there. Because I lived in a tiny little town yeah, in the Black Country. Yeah. It's a place called Willenall, in between Wolverhampton and Walsall. It's a little lock maker. All Yale Union and Chubb Locks were made in my hometown. And they had a massive um, uh, a lock museum within the library with giant locks in it. Someone broke in and nicked them. So the locks weren't great? Well, it's obviously someone who knows about locks, who can pick a lock, who's Inside into locks, job. and it's all people just work in lock factories in the town. Is it but still like that? It's gone down because of the Chinese imports. Mm, those bloody Chinese. So it's, it's, so a, it's, a di- it's a kind of slightly dying town. Um, and I just couldn't wait to get out, so I just went, right, I'm going to really study. For-. I stayed on at school. I stayed on. I was at school till I was 18. I was like, oh, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> what, like, even though you'd finished school, you went, I'm staying another year? <laughs> no, there was a sixth form. Right. It and so then a- you went to university? Yeah. Where'd you go? Central London Poly. All right, so that was a big move. Yeah. And what were you studying? Media. Major. Oh, Mickey Mouse everything. studies. <laughs> and it's so- you know, it's because I didn't get into drama school. I, I applied um, for that college up north that all League of Gentlemen went to. What was it called? We've had them on. I can't remember. That's that's my age coming into uh, play there. I can't remember. I think it shut down now anyway. But anyway, I failed to get into that because our school didn't even do A-level drama and I wanted to do drama. So you want to be an actor? Yeah. And then I just ended up doing media studies. I thought, oh, well, I'll just work behind behind the camera instead of in front. And so what was it? So with this 19 you were then, yeah? 18. Right. And so was that quite daunting moving to London? I 18? hated it for the first year. London is really, it's a tough place to be when you don't know anyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was just, I remember the first day of college, I walked up to this girl and went, you look how I feel. And I've been matched with her ever since. But it was like, it was quite tough, actually. Because you don't know, it's such a different, the actual city itself is such a different layout to where you're used to. Well, any big city, if you don't know anyone, is treacherous. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, after the first year, I was actually going to pack in college and go back to Warhampton and do an A-level in human biology. What would be the point in that? <laughs> and then my parents wouldn't let me. Like, you've got to get back to college. But you wanted to do an A-level in human biology. That's a big jump. I know. So was this just, when you were I taking think, dope, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to be in London, I don't think. It took me a, it took me a whole year to settle in. And were you time. living in uh, near the college? Or no, I wasn't you... in Halls. I was in Shed House in Turnpike Lane. Turnpike Lane. Weirdly, when I moved to London, I moved to Turnpike Lane. Was your landlord called Mr Hook? I don't know, but I shared... Because he owned loads of houses around that area. I, I don't think he uh, ever... He just took the money. I, I, shared, I was in a one-bedroom... Uh, a one... Yeah, one-bedroom flat with another guy. No living room. Shared kitchen. Right, okay. I lived in flats where it was always like you just couldn't afford a living room, so there was always p- people in every room. I lived in squats as well. Oh, so have I. It wasn't. Camden Road, people, brilliant. Worse, New Cross. Oh, wow. <laughs> there were loads of squats in New Cross, Not, not to there? bring anyone down, but my friend got stabbed to death outside a Chinese uh, restaurant while we were living there. So, not a great was, place. I thought that was Walthamstow you said that happened. Walthamstow is where... How many where... friends have you had been stabbed, Sean? No, he was from Walthamstow. Oh, I see. Um, but he... No, actually, he wasn't. He was a Geordie, but he was actually had a cafe by the Walthamstow tube thing. Uh, and that's when I went to... Because I wasn't there at the time when he got stabbed. I'd kind of left. I was getting too much for me. I went back to Ireland to study biology, A-level. And uh, my parents <laughs> let me. 
And um, I went back and I went to the uh, cafe and I said, uh, where's George? I went, he's dead. So that was a bit of a shocker. But um, oh, Joe, It's a cheery conversation. <laughs> I know, yeah, but this is... Uh, listen, let's wait for Joe's excuse now. Yeah. Uh, so, Joey, um, we started uh, 20 minutes ago. Sit down and tell me why you're late again. Again, I know. I'm, I'm worried I'm going to get kicked out of the podcast school. You are. You, I'm not having you on again. You've just let me... Susan's been brilliant, but you've let me... I do you know so Susan? Sorry. I do know Susan. I know. Right, why were you late, Joey? Because I had an audition overrun, and I still thought I'd get her in time, and I didn't. And then I went to the old studio, because I can't read emails from Oh, my God. I knew you'd... I've sent you a really grovelly text saying, I'm sorry I've disrespected your podcast. Right. Well, like, you'll be in the next one, but it's all right. So what was the audition? Um, it was for TK Maxx for Christmas. See, I thought it was going to be something nice. No, we're of course about, not. Like, the new series need, of Breaking Bad or money. something. <laughs> so what were you doing, just wearing trousers for them? Basically, and dancing, which is hideous, isn't it? But not really, you know, like, sort of like, you know when you, like, spin around and show people what you're wearing? Right. It's awful, hideous. But it was a twirl. <laughs> I've, I've never done auditions for ads and stuff, but I know the cattle markets, aren't they? Yeah, um, it's it's not worth. Um, it's literally not worth the money for the so, uh, embarrassment of if I get it of me spinning round. So you're pretty much full of self hatred at the moment. Yeah, and right. then I've let you down. So I'm, I'm no. kind of I'm like a naughty dog that's been through the dustbin. Well, I don't know. It's just uh, if it was the first time, it's forgivable. But you no, know, last time wasn't my fault. Today's my fault. Okay. Last time it was the train. Right. Well, I discovered that the central line was up the Swanee today and, uh, you know, adjusted my journey accordingly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Susan. And that was from, like, continuing on our cheery subject, that was from someone on the track, as they announced. What what are they, really? Yeah, why do they tell you that? Just go they engineering They really go into detail, works. don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emergency engineer. Dead man. <laughs> central line's not working between Liverpool Street and Marleybone. Dead man on yeah, track. His wife is having an affair with his brother. You're just going, oh, I don't need to hear this. Like, I'm already reading the free metro, which is... <laughs> That's just, bad enough. Which is like one news story and then just gossip. Yeah, but a lot of it is gossip about spiders. Tell us some gossip about spiders, Joe. So I'm mortally uh, afraid of spiders. Oh, and yeah, no one is frightened I'm of spiders. really frightened of them. Uh, and yesterday there were like three different stories about spiders on the in the metro and in various news websites. So last night I ended up having a nightmare about it. Websites, that means you're looking up for your fear of no, spiders. I was just looking for news. So about spiders? No. About you Google it. spiders. <laughs> no, there are now some that uh, give you like a flesh-eating... Uh, symptom if they bite you well yeah like just but i'm scared of them anyway and last night i had a nightmare about spiders what happened in the nightmare there was just one really giant one on my wall is that you know those tiger ones that you find in your garden that don't move they just sit in the middle of the web have you seen them uh... they're like black and yeah orange. the stripy ones yeah yeah they aren't real they're actually just in your dreams no they <laughs> there's one in my front garden what it lives oh, there it, it's right by the door i have to run every time i go into my house why don't you just get a little cardboard Because I know box. where it is. Yeah, and put it into next door. Oh, because now I know where it is. If I put it somewhere and I disturb it, it might come back, and then I won't know where it is. Why don't you hit it with a hammer? No, Susan, I know you love your meat and stuff, but I'm vegetarian. <laughs> be a bit more sensible. And there's an old wives' tale that if you kill a spider, its mate will come back and get you. His mate? That's Dave. not... You just, you just made that shit up, <laughs> I haven't. There's no... That, that conversation never happened once, where an old wife is there going, all right, hey, let me tell you. Kill a spider, his mate will come and get you. That's never yeah, happened. She's got yet. a rolling pin and she's making a cake. She's like a, a classic housewife from the 1800s. So, where's your fear of spiders coming from? I don't know. I've just always been really scared. Of them. What else are you, are you frightened of? That's besides punctuality. 
<laughs> um, no, I think that's it. Susan, what are your phobias? I've got a couple of really weird, quirky things where... Birmingham's one of them. No, if, um, oh. if it's raining and I've got an umbrella, I won't put my umbrella up until I can see other people with theirs up because I'm scared. So people go, ha, it's not even really raining, you've got your umbrella up. That's one of my weird... And I don't like people looking at my suit. I can't bear to wipe my suitcase in public. <laughs> well, why would you be opening your suitcase in public anyway? You know, you've got to get something out of it. I'm just like, I can't bear people... Looking, I'm really odd, just those two little weird, you, I'm really odd about you those. you walk things. around with a suitcase every well, day? I travel to gigs a lot, don't I? I'm always with running around. With a suitcase? Around. Well, I'm not going to carry a rucksack on my back. I haven't seen your show that often, but I didn't think there was that many costume changes in it. But if I'm going to Edinburgh for three days, like I am on Thursday... That's different, but that doesn't happen very often. But it does. I'm away for gigs all the time. Yeah, just, always with suitcases. Because okay. she's punctual and she uh, is on track. And reliable. Yeah, she's very reliable. Yeah, a bit weird about suitcases and umbrellas. But the, like, and I don't want to be having a go, but the umbrella thing is just, like... I know, it's weird. It's self-respect. <laughs> and not being a leader. It's just complete self-consciousness. It's just, you, you want to be a follower. You, you're not a leader, are you? So no. You feel that Even way about... You run your own comedy club, which is... Yeah. Goes against that. Yeah. You know, so you have it in you. So just... just Unveil the umbrella whenever you want. Don't let society tell you any differently. Joey, he doesn't need an umbrella. He's got hats. Yeah, I've got hats. What, which you, I'm always what, what are you scared of then? Um, life. Oh, that's much. quite a biggie. But I haven't got, yeah, just all the minutiae of life, but I haven't got any weird, quirky like spiders or. It's not quirky. quirky. Spiders is quite not. I'm quite scared of spiders. I love all animals. And I'm, I wouldn't kill a even, spider. Even no, wasps. I wouldn't. Yeah, but I'm not kind of going to give them a big cuddle, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to... I'll just say let them... You know, because I've got dogs, and they carry loads of bloody things in their coats. I'm, you know, Do you I'm pick up hair. poo in a carrier bag? Yes. Oh, that's gross. Well, would you rather yeah. I just left it there? I just... That's, I'd really like to have a dog, but I can't bear the thought of picking up its shit. Sorry, but I didn't you, mean dog, you, I meant boyfriend. I meant boyfriend. <laughs> but you don't, you don't pick it up, because weirdly, I'll tell you how tight I am, right? You know, on the Sunday uh, newspapers where they always have the magazines in a kind of plastic thing. Yeah. I use that to pick up my dog poo. That's recycling. That's not being tight. I know, but it is tight as well. Like, rather than throwing anything away. I don't, don't want to throw... Yeah, I'm, I'm frugal. Oh, okay. You know, I've kind of... Uh, my dad's quite a generous man. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm weirdly, I'll spend money willy-nilly. I won't question the price of things. But I just, like, when I see people with yachts and stuff, I just want to shoot them in the head. Because I'm going, that's, you've got too much money. Mm. And yeah, and also, like, this is weird, but um, and I don't know how you feel about it. This mansion tax that uh, Labour are trying to bring in, I think, how dare they? Uh, they're basically just, like, chastising three boroughs of London. And I think for London, they should have it four million. And two million for the rest of the country because there is a huge difference in house prices. Mm. Would you agree? Do you live in one of these three boroughs? Is this why you're? No, but I'm just saying. But like, I'm just saying that if you think of a, a couple who've lived in London all their life, yeah, if they're in a particular borough, their house is worth more than two million. They haven't got any money. They're retired, and all of a sudden, Labour going, we're going to take some money off you for no reason every year. I think that's wrong. Isn't there provisions for when people are <clears throat> um, property rich, cash poor? They have made no provisions whatsoever yet for anything. Right. Because okay. I think, I think uh, Miliband made it up on the spot. Because <laughs> he didn't seem to have any policies. Well. Po Joe, you follow politics quite a lot. You're my pol political expert, really. Yeah, of course I am. Um, no, I, I just don't, I don't see the point in Ed Miliband as a person. Like, 
I'm definitely not. Uh, would you say that to anyone's face? Huh? Yes, would I would definitely. To anyone's you, you go up to someone and like, I'd say it to his face. Right, you go. I don't see the point in you being alive. I don't see the point in you being a leader because you clearly can't lead any. Like he's got no authority whatsoever. He will never open an umbrella until someone else. No, <laughs> he's always the, the third or fourth person down his road to put the bins out, even though he knows full well what day they go out. But he doesn't look stupid in case he's made a mistake. That's how. So who who will you be voting for next year? Um, whoever's likely to come second, so that whatever idiots in power doesn't have too much power to run the country because they're all idiots. Can you answer the question? No. So well, it depends on who's you, most likely. Like, to that win. makes no sense because like, you have to vote I before you know the both. result. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know you get an idea of who's likely to win. Well, it'll be a coalition because no one's got power anymore. Mm. Well, that's better, isn't it? Because none of them are any good at running it. It's just your friends were um, the kind of quite funky. And so were you, Sean. Well, not as funny as you, but Stella. But she likes you more than she likes me. But um, she's the uh, Labour MP for Walton. So she she was getting a bit of grief recently. Stella Creasy, yeah. One of her trolls has just been jailed for 18 weeks, which is nothing. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think he should have been jailed at all. Oh, I think he should. He was just, like, you know, we all say nice. He's an idiot, but you don't put, like, you know... Basically, 18 weeks in prison, that's going to cost us as a taxpayer. It'll only be nine. Yeah. What did he but say? It, it was... I, I love that in court where they go, I'm putting you down for 10 years. That means five. <laughs> that's not when you do a horrible club. You're doing 20. That means 16. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it Why don't they just say that? And like, I, I know this is going totally off, but it looks like Oscar Batorius is not even going to go to prison. If they, they haven't censored They haven't censored Why is it taking so long? I know, that woman's about 90. I, I can't believe she's still alive, that judge. <laughs> but the thing is, because I, I was reading up on her, and she's been really harsh with um, domestic abuse. She, she once sentenced yeah. to serial rape for something like 224 years. He was quite healthy, though. He, he could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but the whole Oscar... I mean, it's obvious that he just lost his temper, um, was literally trigger-happy, and I reckon the last words that she said were... There's no blue rolling here. Yeah. Let's face it, ladies out there, yeah. we'd all rather be shot in the head than drip dry. Right. Thank God this is on BBC because there'd be so many complaints about that line. But um, no. But look, the thing is, like, if I'm no matter what state I'm in, and I think there's an intruder in the bathroom, if I've got a girlfriend, I'm going to check and see if she's still in bed. That's the bit I just don't understand. That doesn't wash. He's a clear, he's obviously yeah. a liar. Obviously. Oh, when he was on probation as well, didn't he sh- uh, shoot a gun in a nightclub as well? A restaurant, wasn't it? What's, what's wrong with that guy? But he, I guarantee he doesn't go to prison. They'll give it'll him... Be in, it'll be really interesting to see if he does, actually. But, um... But it's OJ Simpson all over again. Yeah. If you've got money, you can... I mean, look at Rebecca Brooks. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Do you reckon she'll do something about that face first? Now she's not in prison. Because she looks like she's been in prison for 30 years with that face. And nobody ever mentions that she happened to be married to uh, Ross Kemp for a long time as well. she beat him up, didn't she? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she has got... I thought you just said about her face. She would do a great job in EastEnders because everybody looks like they've been in prison for 30 years in EastEnders. Total prison face. Yeah, she's she's an odd one. Yeah, but it is odd that you kind of go and, like, uh, Andy Coulson got put in prison, but... His boss didn't know what was happening. That means yeah. she was a very bad boss. Yeah. So she should go by anyway. Like, if you make mistakes, you get punished. Like, Oscar Pistorius, if it was a mistake, he still killed his girlfriend. You've yeah. got to do something. I know. Have you killed anyone, Joey? No, I won't even kill a spider. Oh, have you ever hit someone, though? No, I'm the kind of person that if I get angry, I'll make provisions. Like, if I, just if I was going to smash, if I was going to throw a glass at the wall or a plate, I'd put a towel down first so then I have to pick up the bits. But have you never lost your temper? <laughs> Very rarely. I do sometimes, but not that often. Normally when I'm driving, I get bad road rage. 
But you're usually or playing eating football. Uh, burgers and stuff when you're driving. We've discussed that before. Yeah, but I'm trying to be a bit healthy now. Why? Because I've hurt my knee, so I can't exercise. So you and Susan should run together. I can't have really hurt my knee. Well, I she's don't know got a dis- disintegrating bone. <laughs> disintegrating bone in my foot. I decided just to ignore the pain because I'm dead hard, me. Yeah, see, I'm not. <laughs> so how did you hurt your knee, little John? Playing football, but it's been like this for three months now. I don't know what to do about it. Did you go to the doctor? No. That's the first thing you should do about it. But then... But what? Is it? Is it sore? It's like something in the back of my knee. I don't know what. Why won't you go to the doctor? Because I'm a it's bloke. It's a waste of time. Why is it a waste of time? He'll be free to physio. Because I thought it would get better on its own. Yeah, but it's three months By now. me putting a bandage on it and putting peas and... Frozen peas. it up, yeah. And yeah, it's not just st- like massaging them Just one pea at a time. That's what, yeah, it's something at the back of your knee. So that's, that's what they tell me, so that's what... Yeah. Well, go to the doctor, though. You'll get free physio out of it. Could you imagine me ever turning up on time for a doctor's appointment? Well, they always run late. Yeah, that's anyway. a good point. Susan, you're slightly hypochondriac. You go to the doctor all the time. Oh, right? yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my doctor's on my mailing list for my gig. <laughs> but so, yeah, so when did you... So we, we got... Because, Joey, we know you quite well, so we don't know Susan that well. So you were studying... We got... When Joey kind of came in with his hat, uh, you were in London. You hate London. And then uh, you finished that degree. What happened? Um, I just got... I got into it, basically. And a lot of... Comedy. No, into London, and a load of mates of mine from Wolverhampton were moving to London to be in a band, man, and I moved in with them and just parted For ten since years. then. <laughs> yeah, um, and just had a ball, really. I actually had to move out of that shared house in order to study for my dissertation and do my final exams, otherwise I'd have completely failed. I literally had what to What was your dissertation on? I did accents in the media, actually. Having a go at people being too Because there weren't any accents in the media at that point. That's right. Like, that's the way it should be. <laughs> it's a really easy essay to write. <laughs> Twenty-six years ago, a long time ago. All right. No. And so, and what? What grade did you get? I got two. I got a smokers. Dope smoker. I got a two-two. Dope smokers degree. I don't even know what that two-two is. We've different education system in Ireland. We just go. You did well or not so good. I did average. Totally average. And so then, what? So you decided to stay in London? Yeah. And did, did you start doing comedy then? No, I ended up uh, a runner at a post-production facility. Then I got headhunted to become a runner at a 3D animation studio. Is this when David Lee Travis touched you up? <laughs> that was Dr. Fox. Oh, God, I know. What? I'm getting so paranoid that someone's going to say, I'm doing it because everyone's doing it. I know, this podcast you is just unbroadcastable. broadcastable. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, so and then how did you get into the comedy then? Um, I worked in animation for a few years, and then I started work on um, a Channel 4 animated sitcom called Crapston Villas. Do you remember that? No. About 1995. Were you born then, Joey? Yep. I was alive uh, 11 years by then. Okay. Well done. Living with a spider. Um, and then uh, the girl who'd written and directed it, she told me about a stand-up comedy course that you could do. And then oh, I, you did a course? Yeah, you know that one at Jackson's Lane? Didn't yeah. you do that one? No, I didn't. I, I'm very anti. I think you should learn these things yourself. No, I disagree, because I think you can make your first initial mistakes within those first seven, six, seven weeks. I'd completely disagree. Because otherwise, I think if I'd have gone on stage we'll be, we'll and to really messed it up... And oh, you know, look, we are, we are all rubbish at the start, but I don't want to be told. I want to find out, naturally, where I'm going wrong. So, because I know that's where me and you differ, because the, I think the pain of having an awful gig would have probably meant that I wouldn't have carried on doing it. Joey, where do you stand on this? Well, I did one, but... I, I went into a really clear idea of what I wanted to be before I did it. Like, I think they just pump out people and largely they come out very similar. 
Yeah, that's that's probably my problem, Susan. They're pretty much telling a gang of people to be similar. Rather than just finding your own voice. I mean, I, I, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, taught, I taught in Brighton for a while. I did a few courses in Brighton. I taught in Brighton. They were all completely different. Because I'm a great teacher. So you're teaching comedy now as well? I was, dear. I'm not doing it anymore. And what would be your tip? Because like, that's not really the thing you get on Facebook or when you meet people after gigs to go, how do I become a stand up comic? What would you say to them as a teacher? I would say go and do a course and read Sally Holloway's book about um, The Serious Guide to Being Funny, which is a brilliant, brilliant book, and I've recommended it to loads of people. It's the best book I've ever read about writing jokes. It's brilliant. Have you read it? No. Worth reading. It's called The Serious Guide to Writing Comedy by Sally Holloway. But to be fair, Susan, I haven't been doing it 25 years. I don't think I need to read it now. It's just an interesting read, basically. I think you were having a go at me. (laughs) I think you'd have been paranoid. You you should read that short. I I think that would be, that's what reviewers should do. Just put, I think this guy needs to read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, uh, I've ignored again Dr. Urban uh, Gustavin. Now, uh, your brain's all right because we were talking about Alzheimer's at the very start, Joey. Your marbles are still all intact? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, just get yourself a watch. So, um, so no, they, uh, Dr. Uh, Orban, you were saying that, uh, for some reason, uh, tell me this, uh, lovers of spicy Indian food could be better equipped to ward off dementia. Well, that's right. Um, in fact, turmeric um, is a key in- ingredient in most curries, and it's actually been found to stimulate the repair and development of brain stem cells in rats under laboratory conditions. That's really fascinating. Well, thank you very much, Susan, Joey, and uh, Urban. Uh, this has been Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. Thanks for listening.